Welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I'm so very glad that you're listening in today. During this episode, we discuss how we can wait well as writers. A few times in my life, I've actually been a waiter. Yes, I was paid to wait on people, to serve people. And as writers, we are asked at certain times to wait. We can wait on hearing from a publisher. We can wait for our writing mind to get into gear. One of the things that I found as a waiter is the more sensitive I was to those I was serving, I gave them my best. Now, I understand as we wait in life, we may be going through difficulties. And my guest is, oh, she's amazing. She's going to share some incredible, incredible factors, suggestions and tips and strategies for those of us who write that are waiting. I'm going to emphasize as we wait on others, as we wait on life, for us to continually remember who we are serving. God will make every aspect of waiting so much better when we keep him in mind. Mm. So today, I do look forward to our conversation. My industry expert is Candy Arrington. Candy is a writer, blogger, and speaker. She has over 20 years of experience writing for publication. Candy's topics include faith, health, caregiving, personal growth, suicide, and moving beyond challenging life circumstances. She is the author of three nonfiction books and hundreds of articles in numerous print and online outlets. Candy Arrington, welcome to Your Best Writing Life. Thank you, Linda. I'm happy to be with you today. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. It would be quite boring if it was just me talking, Candy. (laughs) I will tell you that right now. They'd still be waiting. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Candy, what I would love for us to do is let's just take a peek around your personal curtain, if you don't mind. I love doing this with my first-time guests. Would you share something about yourself that we might not read in your bio? Well, you definitely won't read this in my bio because Candy is not my name. I was named for my maternal grandmother, Ruth Ann, and my parents uh, were childless for 10 years before I was born. I was a much-awaited arrival, so they named me for my maternal grandmother. And while I was still in the hospital, everyone began calling me Baby Ruth. And my father said, if she's baby Ruth, she's candy. And the name stuck. And so it has created some interesting situations with uh, legal documents and that kind of thing. And, And even if I'm somewhere 
and and the name Ruth Ann is called, I'm sitting there thinking, who are they talking to? Um, and so, <laughs> so it's it's been interesting, but um, but Candy is the name that I've always gone by. If you call me Ruth Ann, you might need to add Baby Ruth after it, and then I'll know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, see. This totally explains why you have such a sweet personality. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I I was visualizing just that moment when, you know, everyone in the family, I'll, oh, look, it's baby Ruth. It's baby Ruth. What a great thing for your father to say. Did he have a good sense of humor? Oh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> oh, so wonderful. That's just a, it truly is a precious moment to be able to have a nickname that actually developed into your persona. Right. And that's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Now let's go ahead and jump into our content for today. And it's how to wait well as a writer. Well, Candy, if you would share with us in general, why do most people find waiting difficult? We live in an impatient society, uh, one in which people blow their horns a nanosecond after the light turns green um, or make loud pronouncements about standing in line longer than a few minutes. You know, I Mm -hmm. think waiting is just something that not many of us do well. Um, And waiting can cause us to chafe at the time frame that's not our own. Um, Over the years, I've spent a lot of time in waiting rooms with family members um, in ER situations, uh, taking various uh, older family members to appointments and that kind of thing. And, you know, there are a lot of emotions that are involved in waiting, anger, fear, anxiety, uncertainty, and sometimes we rush ahead because emotions are driving the train. And we Mm. make decisions and take action when really waiting would have been the best option. Oh, this is so true. I can relate to so much of this as well. I was blessed to be a caregiver for my daddy and taking him to the doctor's offices and the waiting and observing others in the waiting room. It, it can get frustrating and waiting in line. I'm just nodding my head with everything that you're saying. Now, as writers, we do have a different type of waiting room, so to speak. What are the five steps writers can take while on pause in their writing endeavors? I believe that one of the best things you can do is to spend time learning the craft of writing. You know, there's some people that think that anyone can be a writer. I'm not sure I'm totally of that opinion because there is a learning process to writing. And if you're not willing to take the time to learn the craft of writing, then I'm not sure that you're going to get to the point that you need to be to reach publication. Another good thing, a second step is to join a critique group. And I believe that needs to be a helpful critique group. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. critique groups can be um, not so helpful 
Um, it's more of a criticism group. And so I think it needs to be one, if you can find one, even if it's online, that um, will encourage and support you as well as making suggestions on how you can make your writing better. The third step is to uh, attend writing conferences. Uh, sometimes you'll hear people say, I can't afford this. Uh, and I understand that that is often the case because it is, it does take a, a cash outlay to attend a writer's conference. But it is such an investment in your writing to attend conferences because not only do you learn, but you make connections. And I don't mean just connections with agents and editors, but connections with writers. And many times those connections are more valuable than making connections with editors and agents. Mm. And then um, you can learn to write articles. That helps with your platform and it gives you publishing credits. And when editors and agents look at proposals, those that have some some type of publishing credits, that lets them know your writing is of a level that it has been published, whether it's online or um, in a print magazine or some other form. So it's not as much of a risk for them to consider publishing your writing in, in book form if you have those publishing credits under your belt. And also while you're waiting, it's a good time to take classes, perhaps some classes that are online, and learn the craft of self-editing. And this is one thing that, that many people overlook. I think sometimes writers think, well, the editors at the publisher will clean all that up for me. I don't really have to worry about doing this. But it's important for us to learn to self-edit because sometimes we're verbose. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, we take a lot of words to get our point across. And the kind of writing that holds the attention of readers, and we need to remember that we're writing for readers and not for ourselves. And that goes back to what you said earlier about serving. We are serving our readers. And so... If you can learn to self-edit, and this takes a while, you sometimes we don't want to do anything with our words because we put so much into it. But I've learned that if I let my computer read to me, many computers have this read to me function on them. And if I let my computer read to me and I realize that they're there are sections that don't quite fit where I have them. I've learned to open a document that's that I title cuts and you could title it whatever you want to. And I'll cut out those sections and paste them into that document. I'm not getting rid of them. I might use them later at a different place in the book or article, uh, but I've saved them. But then I go back and read and see if the flow of my writing is much clearer and much better because I've cut those sections. So those are just a few tips um, on how to, uh, what to, things to do while you're waiting.
while your writing life is on pause. I really like these. Some of your suggestions I've heard before. I really like how you have centered them directly into this step and then this step and then this step. Really, really good. Candy, what are some waiting moments writers may experience? We all go through uh, various life events that slow us down with our writing. Um, I personally have served as caregiver for um, my mother and for her sister, her youngest sister, who just uh, died last week at the age of 96. And, you know, when I write on the topic of caregiving, I also uh, often get comments from people who say, I'm in that life situation right now. I'm caring for my mother. I'm caring for another family member. I'm taking care of my husband. I'm taking care of my wife. And so, you know, caregiving is one of those things that often you just have to put everything else on hold. Uh, your writing and anything else that's non-essential while you serve as a caregiver. And then you may have your own health issues. There are come times when we have to have surgeries that take us away from the keyboard for a, a long period of time. Maybe you're just uninspired. We all go through those seasons when the inspiration just seems to be gone. And I think the best thing we can do in that situation is to pray and just to ask God to, to inspire us again, to give us the ideas and to help us to, to be able to think in a way that would make it possible for us to, to get back to writing. And then sometimes we just can't put our thoughts together. I know that's the case often when we're grieving. Uh, you just can't string a sentence together because grief is heavy and uh, we all grieve differently. And so mm. it may be a time in your life where you just have to allow yourself that time to grieve and realize that although it may take time, you will be able to put your thoughts back together again in a, in a way that is helpful to others. And maybe even what you're going through now is preparing you for the ability to write on those tough topics later. Hmm. And that is something that we do need to be aware of, is that the waiting game can be different for every individual. And for writers, it could even be that you're waiting to hear back from a publisher, that you're waiting for that next book idea. And you've already given us steps that we can take while we're on pause, writing articles, doing different things while we're waiting for that next opportunity to write or on the passion God has given us. And I like what you brought up in caregiving, in times of grief. God is giving us and equipping us, I think, sometimes with what we can use to encourage and equip others in the journey while we're going through these times of being on pause. You have experienced a lot of waiting in your writing journey. You touched on it just a little bit there with your caregiving. Would you like to expound on that at all? I can. Um, you know, I, I began writing seriously for publication in the year 2000. My first book contract came in 2001, 
And then the book was published in 2003. And I think a lot of times what new writers don't realize is that there is, there's a waiting period, <laughs> even from the time of contract to the time that publication occurs. And what they might not know is that there are lots of other books in the pipeline ahead of you. And so even though you sign that contract, it might be a year and a half, two years, two and a half years before that book is in print. From that time, my book was published in 2003, and that book was in print for 13 years, which is pretty incredible in today's world. But it was the next book was not published until 2009. And during that time, I was serving as a caregiver for my mother. I wrote part of that book, and the book was When Your Aging Parent Needs Care, Practical Help for This Season of Life. I wrote some of that book beside her hospital bed. And I'll always remember that I was stressed at one point, thinking that I had all these chapters remaining to write, and I opened up a document, and there was a full chapter written that I don't even remember writing. I am confident God wrote that chapter for me, and that it happened while I was at the hospital with my mother. But I did not remember any of it. And there it was. Mm. I know I wrote it, <laughs> but, but God <laughs> but God wrote it. It was in my computer, but God and wrote that, that, that chapter. Mm. So, you know, there are times when, when life intervenes and you go with it. Uh, you can either choose to be frustrated with it or you can accept that God is in that timing and allow him mm. to, to lead you through it. And then from that time of, of publication in 2009, that book, it was 11 years before wow. I published another book. And, you know, I went through some really difficult emotions thinking, okay, is my writing journey over? I was still writing articles. I was writing for some secular publications. I was writing online articles in the Christian market. But a lot of the magazines that I had written for for years went out of print. You know, during COVID, there was a huge slowdown. So, you know, we just, we have to accept that these waiting times in our writing lives come and how we respond to them is what determines whether we get through them or not, or whether we give up. I encourage people to just really realize that waiting is part of the writing journey. And hmm. to accept it and be willing to be flexible. That's that's the only way to, to flow. My father used to say, and he when he was in the army during World War II, he did some boxing. And he used to say, you gotta roll with the punches. And uh. of course that's a boxing term. Um, and but he would say that frequently when something happened that was unexpected or didn't go the way he thought it would, he's going to say, you got to learn to roll with the punches. And it's the same way, you know, in your writing life. It truly is. It truly is. Now, some of what you shared there really sounded like there's a little bit of benefits that we can have during our time of waiting. What do you want us to realize as writers? What do you want us to be on the lookout for as far as benefits? During, during these times when life is on pause? One of the 
biggest benefits that I've discovered is that when you're in a time of waiting, it forces you to slow down and that gives you more of an opportunity to hear God's voice. You know, we get so busy and so involved with what's next on my calendar, what's coming up next week, next month. Um, We may be having quiet time, but it's often rushed. (laughs) And so if we accept these times of waiting and realize that it's an opportunity to hear God's voice more clearly, that is a huge benefit. And also waiting gives us time to adjust our perspective. Mm. Um, You know, we may, we may be headed in a wrong direction. Um, We may be seeing things differently than we should. And so our perspective may need some adjustment and it may give us time to rethink our approach to our topics that we're writing on. You may be totally set on um, how you're going to present information, how you're going to structure a book. And that time of waiting may allow for insights that cause you to totally revamp what you had planned to do. Waiting also gives us time to garner writing credits and to work on building a platform. When I first started writing, platform was not mentioned. I got the first book contract with just a few devotional uh, credits to my name. And, but now platform is very important. And so waiting allows you time to work on getting some writing credits and getting your name out there so that people realize that you're writing And it it gives you an opportunity to see how people respond to various topics. Pay attention. If you you post to social media, see what topics get the comments. See which topics seem to be hitting the mark for people as they go through life. Mm. And what I have discovered over the years in my writing is that when I'm very transparent with what I tell, and I don't mean lay everything out, but when I'm honest with my writing and transparent, people respond to that and can identify. That's my word. That's my phrase. Transparency transforms. That's how I walk out my life is if Mm. we can choose that, then it really does benefit everyone around us, but it's not a very comfortable place. Right. You know, it's difficult to be vulnerable, yet God yes. will use every situation, every situation. All right. You have five keys to waiting well that you want to share with our writers. This first one flows right into what we were just saying. Look honestly at your motives in writing, and that's hard to do. Are you writing because you want to help others? Or are you writing to gain accolades to put yourself out there? I think it's really important to look honestly at our motives. And it may be that God needs to work on us some um, in this writing journey to cause us to realize that, as you said at the very beginning, we are serving others. We are writing for others. We are here as writers to help. And so look honestly at your motives. The second thing is to realize that God is in control. And this may be the hardest to accept because 
uh, many of us are wired to do and to make things happen in our own time frame and our own abilities. But when we realize that that God already is is before us, he he sees the full puzzle before we even begin to put the pieces in place. And as we work on our writing, we're going to come to times when we can't figure out what the next step is. We're trying to do, do, do. And uh, we need to realize that he is the one who causes all things to come together. Mm. And then we want to accept that uh, waiting may be for our protection or to develop, develop patience or to teach us perseverance. And when I think about uh, protection as a writing writer, I think about writing scams and how many times people are so moving forward so fast and wanting to get their book published that they fall prey to those who mm. are unscrupulous in the in the writing field and the publishing field and Amen. and they don't wait you know it looks like it's a good thing but then they're very disappointed and they've lost money and they don't have a product that is worth marketing uh, because they have moved ahead instead of waiting for god and 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 taking the time to learn who are the good publishers and, right. you know, that kind of thing. And then patience. I mean, I think that's something we all can learn and continue to learn because we are impatient. One of our, our big flaws is that we don't wait for God. We're impatient and we move ahead without consulting him. And, and the Bible is full of stories of kings even who moved ahead without consulting God or God told them what to do and they didn't pay attention. So uh, patience, you know, is something that we learn in waiting. And then perseverance. There is a lot of perseverance that's required in this writing journey. Um, yes. It's, it's very easy to quit. You look around at what others are accomplishing or you see others receiving awards and you wonder, what's wrong with me? Why am I not getting contracts? Why am I not being awarded? Let's persevere. Let's continue on. If God has called you to be a writer, then let's keep on with it until he tells you to stop. Keep moving forward. And then we want to pray and trust. Sometimes we forget when we're discouraged. We forget that we can trust God and that we need to continue praying. Allow God to mold you in his plan and purposes for your writing and for your life. And then fifth, praise God for his faithfulness. Now, I can't think of a time in my life when God has not been faithful. It may not be in my time frame, but he is always faithful. So those are just a, a few keys to learning to wait well, not only in your writing life, but in your life in general. And who can't benefit from these? As, as you said, in life as gen in general, these are areas that we need to take into consideration. This is very, very, very good. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of our first-time guests on Your Best Writing Life. Candy Arrington, what brings you joy? 
I immediately think of my grandchildren. We have three sweet little folks, <laughs> Emerald, Gibbs, and Griffith, and they bring me so much joy. At the mortuary last week, our precious Emerald walked up to the casket to view our nickname for my aunt was Chinky, and she put her little hand over her heart and said, Glam, glam, I'm feeling a little sad. And then we had the opportunity to talk about heaven and about God's faithfulness and about seeing Chinky again one day. She's five years old. And it was just, it was just a little God moment to um, share that with my, my granddaughter and um, think about what the Lord's already doing in her sweet little life. And mm. so my, my grandchildren are, are just such a source of joy for not only me, but my husband. And we are so thankful for them. They are a blessing, aren't they? Yes, definitely. Oh, I tell you, all my grandbabies, I'm just like, oh, you know, you just want to just hold on to them. Just right. hold on to them, feed into their lives. Absolutely a blessing. Well, I know that you have an amazing book. I've got the sh information in the show notes, all of that, but it's called Life on Pause, Learning to Wait Well, which flows perfectly with this topic. In this book, you're looking at the general aspect of learning to wait well in life, right? Right. Tell us a little bit about the book. The book was born from an experience that my husband and I had several years ago when he lost his job. We were in the process of doing an extensive renovation of our house, and suddenly we were without income. And mm. he very quickly got a, a job within a few weeks at another. He's an architect. He got an, a job with another firm. And then about 11 months later, the, the major project that he was hired for was put on hold. There was not an option given to move to a different project. It was just goodbye, you're done. So mm. two job losses in a row. And then we went in for about an eight-month period where we did not have his income. And so during that time, I began to, instead of fighting the waiting, I began to look at what I was learning through the waiting. And I read a scripture one day that said, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. And that was when I began to realize how faithful God had been to us through our years of marriage. Early on, we experienced infertility. And that is another source of waiting that is very painful. And so I began to see that God had led us through these various waiting times, waiting for a loved one to die, waiting for... Mm. um healing, waiting for so many things. And so all of that was impetus for the book. And I had written a, an article for CBN.com about that experience with the job loss. And then when I was at a conference, I thought, I wonder if this could be a book. And I sat down with a publisher and just kind of threw out the idea. And we went from there. You know, don't ever discount the fact that, that your life experiences are preparing you for what's ahead. Nothing that happens to us goes without God using it. 
And if we can Mm. remember that, instead of fighting what's happening, let's look at what we're learning in the process. Mm. Very, very good. And I know that you have a fun download for our listeners. What are we going to be sharing with them? Five keys to waiting well. Yay. (laughs) So you'll be able to have that and refer to it and go back to it and discover exactly what God may be doing during the downtimes of your writing and how you can remain motivated, how you can keep going, how you can wait well during the writing process. Candy Arrington, you have just been fabulous. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I would like to thank all of our friends for joining us. Please take a moment to share this podcast with another writer or two. Give us a star rating, post an episode review, and hit that subscribe button. I greatly appreciate you because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being with you for our next episode of Your Best Writing Life.